Hi, this is Patty Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Little known fact about my guest today, growing up as a theater lover, while most people would put the names or the posters of their favorite theater stars on the walls, she was putting up the understudy slips. There's something remarkable to me about that, that at a young age, she really understood what it is to make something and how important everybody is. Welcome, Hannah Cruz, to the podcast. A-OK. Hey, everybody. My guest today is Hannah Cruz. Hannah is currently starring in the Jason Robert Brown, Jonathan Mark Sherman production of The Connector, directed by Daisy Prince at Manhattan Class Company. Some of her other theater credits include Only Gold, Suffs, The National Tour of Hamilton, Bullets Over Broadway, The Da Vinci Code, and Young Frankenstein. You can find her on Instagram as this is Hannah Cruz. But today, you can find her on my podcast, Hannah Hello. Hi, Alana. How are you? I just got to see you the other night in The Connector. Jason Robert Brown and Jonathan Mark Sherman have both been on this show. And I feel like they are two incredibly uniquely eccentric humans. And the idea of them <laughs> working together and putting those unique brains together with Daisy Print at the helm. Um, it was very special to watch. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about the show, how you became a part of it. And then we're going to go back in time to other things that you've done that kind of bring us back here today, experiencing the meta of it all. Yeah, I I had never, obviously I'm a huge Jason Robert Brown fan, massive. I did last five years in high school. Songs for a New World was like what I grew up listening to. I Bridges of Madison County is actually my favorite score of all time. It's just perfect. And so I I just got an audition from my team for The Connector. And I remember looking and the audition song was Cassandra, which is Robin's like big song. And it's like 17 pages. And the audition was all 17 pages, including the interlude. And I was like, okay. And at the time I was doing a reading of Suffs and just about to go to Puerto Rico for my fiance's closing. 
of Hamilton. And I was like shoving a lot into a little bit of time, which is always how it goes. And they were like, can you film a self tape for this? Like before you leave. And the day I had to film the self tape, we had a reading presentation and Jason Robert Brown came and he sat like in the front row, like right in front of my music stand. Um, and <laughs> I was like, well, I guess this is also part of the audition. And the reading went well and he came up and I think he gave me a fist bump after and introduced himself. And then I went home and taped my audition. And uh, he went on to tell me that, that like it, it all worked in like a congruous way. Like it all went on one on top of the other, like it worked out the timing. And then I did end up going in in person and it just felt really warm, the room. Like I felt it's the most comfortable I've ever felt in an audition. And I do think it's like the best audition I've ever had. <laughs> and there's something about Sherm's writing too. I, I don't always feel like this, but Robin just fit very naturally in my voice and in my body. And I felt, I loved doing the scenes. I just love them. And I love doing them nightly now. So it really felt like uh, like planets aligning and and like it was the way it was supposed to happen. There was never like a doubt in my mind that I was gonna do it. Like once I did the material the first time, I was like, oh yeah, this is, I think this is mine. And if it doesn't end up being mine, so be it. But it just felt really natural. And um, the process of creating it in the room with them was really, interesting because I've been a part of a lot of new things and it, it and there's so many changes going on every single day because they're new and because we're figuring out on these bodies on this stage with this set with this team but this show Daisy from the jump because they've been working on it for so long she knew exactly what she wanted like design sound look all of it and so while there have been like little changes, it's been the smoothest preview process I've ever been a part of. Everybody knows what they want. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody loves the story that we're telling. And it's so, it's like calming. I was really nervous before the final dress. And after that, it's just been like, the nerves aren't really there anymore. It's just like more of a, of like a chomping at the bit ticket to do it again. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really love the show. I think it's something really special. Wow. Well, everything you just said came through as an audience member, but I wonder for folks who haven't seen it yet or might not get to see this version of it in New York, because people live all over the world who listen to this, can you give a brief synopsis? Um, maybe I should have started with this. I'm <laughs> really not on my A game today. Um, no, no, no. tell us about The Connector. It's a story of of a of a magazine in the '90s being taken over by a corporation, and these people who work at the magazine trying to stay afloat and do what they have to do to stay alive and be noticed at the magazine. And it's like hard to give a synopsis of this show because I don't want to give anything away. Well, I totally appreciate that, and I and I saw you know I said to Jonathan like I feel like you wrote. I mean, it's a musical, but but the book, like, 
a love letter for our daughters, right? Sort of a, a, a play for our daughters. This idea that here is this, and, and, and sadly, just ringing so true now, right? Like the more things change, the more things stay the same. Because when you watch this show, we immediately meet Robin, the character Hannah plays. And, you know, it'll feel very familiar, like a magazine office and things are buzzing and people are running around and, and bringing in new ideas and trying to get the editor to notice them and get excited about their work. And it's so clear from the start that Robin is like the voice we should be listening to. She's smart. She's engaged. She's really interested in the world and she's a really hard worker. And then this little hotshot walks in with like a cool story and he becomes the star overnight. And mm -hmm. it is unclear at the beginning if it will be deserved or not. There are prodigies who come in and sometimes people skip the line because they're really uniquely gifted. And sometimes they skip the line because um, they're cheating. Right. I mean, there's all sorts of ways in which this happens, but it is so painful to, from moment one, meet our narrator, protagonist, star, Robin, and know that she deserves everything and is getting nothing. And it is just this this men's club, right, that exists mm -hmm. in so many workplaces. And it was really wild to see um, the heartbreak that you are so beautifully being able to portray without ever asking for sympathy or pandering to the audience, but just like we get to see in real time, like here's the person who deserves it and here's the shiny penny that she's being passed over for. And that was my experience mm -hmm. of it. And, and it does, I mean, I'm thinking back to this audition and I feel like, wow, that's a lot to ask of someone who has not yet been hired to do a show, to do their <laughs> entire, like to do an entire um, 17 page it was both singing and scene work at the time or yeah. just this right yeah. and um, is that normal in your experience to do so much material before you're even in the room with the creators yeah <laughs> that's yeah. your life I mean it's gotten it's not every audition but I will say um learning like whole songs now is like pretty common with like at least two scenes on top. And I'm just like, I'm kind of, uh, I've kind of given myself over to it now. Sometimes there's time to like, to do it really thoroughly. And sometimes there's just not. And I, I'm, I've become more okay with the not and being like, okay, well, I'm gonna maybe have to hold the page, which I'm, I'm gonna hold the page regardless, but I may have to look at the page more. Right. And even in like the audition for Connector, I, I, I there no part of me had Cassandra memorized. I was in that music because it's, it's just, it's really hard. It's Jason Robert Brown. It's really hard. But I think he, he knows that. He gets that. Yeah. It took me a long time to get that song in my so body. So there's grace. There's grace in, in oh, yeah. the receiving of it as well as in the, in the doing of it. Um, I, you know, in knowing that we were going to do this today, um, and Jonathan Mark Sherman was really like, Hannah, you should have Hannah and she loves your show. And I was like, okay. So he, I mean, you have amazing press, but also, you know, Jonathan Mark Sherman may get a percentage of this, just so you know. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, um, I saw that you sort of went right from like high school to touring with a show. And so I want to just go back because 
you were really young to kind of embark on this career. So you were 18 when you went on your first national tour. Yeah, I, um, I was really a big theater kid, obsessed with musical theater. I grew up in Connecticut, so I would come into the city all the time to see stuff. I had right. on my door to my childhood bedroom, just like every understudy slip from every playbill. Like I was obsessed. And why, why the understudy slip, do you think? I don't even know. I don't even know. I think I loved having those names up there in the same way that like I would get my poster signed after every show. And I had those all over my wall. I just like seeing like the names of the people who were doing the thing that I wanted to do. Because like, here's the example of all the people who do it. And uh, so I, I knew, I knew for a very long time what I wanted to do. And like, I had, there was no question in my mind. So my senior year, I auditioned at 10 musical theater schools bless my mom she took me to every audition and uh I only got into one and it like really broke my heart I got into Ithaca and I was like okay let's go I set my deposit I got my Ithaca sweatshirt all that and then I was doing Gypsy as my senior year high school show and I was playing Mama Rose and uh and I it was a time when like all the University of Michigan kids like Andrew Keenan Bolger were like posting all these blogs and like these and I was obsessed with them and so I I started posting all my stuff on YouTube and the Rose's turn that I did ended up going viral for the time I think viral now is like millions of views viral for that time was like maybe 40,000 but for me that was huge and uh Playbill did an article about it and Andrew Keenan Bolger like helped bolster it and uh I ended up getting an audition for the Legally Blonde national tour it was like the non-union second national tour and I my mom took me to the audition and it went really well and they were like can she come back tomorrow my mom was like no she has school and so I cut school and I had my best friend drive me in because I didn't have a license still though and um I booked it and I convinced my parents to let me go. They trusted that like I knew what what the right decision was. And so instead of going to school, I went on the road at 18 with that tour. And looking back now, there's just, it was just wild because it was non-union. We were at a different city. We played like 246 cities in, in nine months. It was really crazy, but I learned a lot. And after the tour, I don't know if he would remember this, but the director was Mark Bruni. And he, I asked him if he thought I should go to college because I had deferred or if I should move to the city. And he was like, I think you should move to the city. So I did. I moved here at 19 and I've been here ever since. And there's been like a lot of hard years in between of like, figuring out who I was and I didn't get that college time. So I like partied a lot in the city, which is why I'm almost three years sober now because it was, I got all that out when I first moved here. And um, it's been like, I think a lot of people are seeing me now and are like, (laughs) I've heard actually a lot being in the connector. Now, a lot of people are like, where have you been? Like, who are you? And I'm like, I've been here for a long time, (laughs) but you know, everybody has their own journey, but 
uh, I'll be making my Broadway debut now after almost 14 years in the city later this year. And it, it just feels like, it just feels really wild. With um, Suffs. Yeah. With Suffs. Which I got to see at the public and what an incredible thing to get to revisit that incredibly powerful piece. Yeah. And also yeah. for you to know your next job, like how often has that been the case for you? And isn't that the best? Oh my gosh. It's, it's like a security, like I've never experienced before. It's like this year has been an interesting one because I started it off from like January to June, not having any work auditioning constantly and I'm having any work. And then once I got Da Vinci code, I got Da Vinci code and then I knew I'd connect her and then I knew I had subs. So like, I've been like in a cushy position for a couple months now, which is like very nice. It's busy, which yeah. like has its own challenges, but it, it, it is like, I can breathe, which yeah. is quite nice. You know, it's, I just have to talk about it because it's Hamilton and it remains really like, unlike anything, any, right. Like uh, there it's hard, yeah. you know, I mean, I have a lot of words usually, but how do you describe, you know, other than having guests from rent on this show and, you know, Daphne mm -hmm. going like, I am just talking about how humbled she is, but it's really hard to process still all these years later, what it means to the world rent and to yeah. have been a person who created that she's like I'm aware and I'm grateful and it's it's like beyond language in that way even though theater is all language so Hamilton has come into our lives in the last few years as as another version of that like something that affects people globally and you uh ended up in the center of it in I mean, these tours are how most people in the world and in, in America and then in the world get to see it. Like most people don't get to yeah. New York. Um, so can you talk about how that came into your life and that role, Eliza? And then you mentioned seeing your fiance closing in Puerto Rico. So there's that story. Um, just take us through it. This beautiful, beautiful yeah. chapter of your life. Yeah, it was um, very unexpected. I was living in Anaheim, California at the time that I got the audition because I was working at Disneyland playing Elsa in the Frozen show that they had in California Adventure, which is a really great job, really great job. And um, I got the audition and in my head, I've gone in for, <laughs> I've gone in for Wicked 13 times. It's the, the, the boat has passed. But um, when I got the audition for Ham, I thought it was going to be a much similar thing. Like, this is a huge blockbuster show. They audition people for years to, like, groom them to, to, to eventually be in the production. So I was like, all right, I'll audition for the first time and start the journey. When I booked it, I was, like, so confused <laughs> because I feel like I had been told for years that I was too green for, uh -huh. like, to lead a show, to be the female lead. And so I... I was just shocked that they were giving me the opportunity and I obviously was excited. I, I, up until that point, I don't think I had professionally played such like, like a leading lady yet. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'd made a career on kind of being the girl who comes out for 15 minutes, sings a really big song and then like leaves or like, just like the girlfriend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so when I went out on the road 
initially, uh, and honestly throughout, I did it for a year. It was uh, some of the most pressure I've ever felt doing a show. It's really hard um, <laughs> to do Hamilton eight times a week. It's just really hard. Um, I found it to be really hard to sing it and uh, really hard to live in her for for that long and then to also be on the road. Um, obviously, like, I think it really thickened my skin. I think it really taught me the sacrifices you need to make to to do this job in the way that I would like to do it. Um, and I met my fiance, Edrit. He, when I first joined, he was a standby. And so he covered Washington, Hamilton, Burr, and Lafayette Jefferson. And then he ended up taking over full-time for Hamilton about four or five months into my contract. And we did the rest of my contract together. And doing it with him was like incredibly special we weren't together at the time um because i was with someone else at the time but uh we became incredibly close and maintained a, a friendship throughout the pandemic and then um and then we got together and he I've, I've spoken about it before but he is uh the kind of he knows exactly what he wants which is very refreshing and so like when we decided to start our relationship he was like well if we're gonna date we're gonna get married like there's not like an in-between here we're not dating for fun so if I'm, we're getting married <laughs> so it's like okay he's not messing and around that's how it's gonna not be not at all yeah and so he wasn't wrong he wasn't bluffing so um he did Hamilton for including the pandemic year five years on the road crazy wow, wow. crazy he must be so happy if he is he home now. He must be so happy yes. to be in the same bed, like every well with you, and just <laughs> and in the same bed with you, uh, not to be fooled. Um, how does one get put into Hamilton? Who puts you into the show? Who did you? Is there anyone from the original? Like Joe Mantello was just on, I think, mm. last week. And just learning about, like, after a certain amount of time, who puts people into the show, who kind of vets them before he weighs in, if he even weighs in, you know, depending yeah. on the company. So how does it work for, for it's the Angelica tour that you were on? Yeah. yeah. How does it work? So when I came in, I think I came in with, like, four or five other new people, one other new principal, and then I believe everybody else was ensemble. And um, so we would, we joined when they were in DC at the Kennedy Center. And luckily at the Kennedy Center, they have a beautiful rehearsal studio um, in the same building as a the theater. So um, Jacob Guzman and Carly DiNardo, who were the swings at the time and dance captains taught us the show. Um, and it's, you know, we would listen to it through the monitors as the show was going on and then like rehearse along with them and then all the other, like Edward was a standby at the time. So he would come upstairs and run it with us. And it was to replace in a show. I had never done that before. Um, and it is a very singular experience. It's kind of lonely. Um, and then it kind of feels like you're like truly shot out of a cannon when you do your put in. Cause it just is like, you know, when you do a put in, 
only the people who are being put in are in costume and like everyone else is just like being normal and like messing around because like of course they are it's put-ins are hard if it's not being if it's not you being put in they can be tough and also they're five years in as you described some of them yeah. right like they've been doing it a really long time yeah exactly so and then and my put-in was at the kennedy center and then i debuted the show in boston so doing a put-in in a different show than your or a different theater than your debut is also kind of heady um so it was and then eventually, like once I joined, then then I think the principals who were there kind of like slowly trickled out, and then they brought in the new principals, and then it, it, it like slowly becomes a different show. But um, Tommy Kale came to Boston. Um, so did Alex Lackmore. So they were still like very involved. Blankenbuehler still came. Blankenbuehler came up until the end of my run. Um, and Lack also came out a lot. So they were like pretty involved. And I know like in the decision process are all, they were all very involved. Um, and then Lynn came out in Detroit as did like Jeffrey Seller and Tom, everybody came in Detroit. But, and would you um, know they were going to be there that night? Would you know you had it? Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone, but Andy Blankenbuehler tells you. Andy doesn't tell you, which I actually appreciate. I like it. But everybody else comes to your dressing room and says hi. <laughs> oh, you're here. Are you staying to see the show? Great. Okay. Um, well, I just I need one minute. <laughs> well, when Lynn came, they sent us an email like four hours before cur curtain that Lynn was coming. And I was like, why would you tell us? And so I texted Edward. I was like, I'm calling out. He was like, you can't. So... I got to the theater like as early as I possibly could. I did all my makeup and I had them do my hair early and I went and sat backstage like at half hour. So I wouldn't be in the room when so they came around. So he could around, not find I, you, exactly. Cause I just wanted, I, it just, I don't like to know. And then I'm sitting there like hiding in the dark and I just hear, hey, Hannah Cruz. And I was like, oh. dang it. He found me, he found me. So. I was like, okay, okay, go back to your seat. Um, but it, and then like he ended up taking us out, the whole cast out to a bar after. And um, I mean, he's so, it, God, that feels like so long ago. Um, but Lynn's the best. I, I love him. And, um, but then for so, me to see Sus and see you and Philip Sue. Yeah. Like when we talked about meta or, or like mind bending. <laughs> parallel universes craziness did you know her before you started working together no I didn't know her before Sufs and um I was like I remember getting the cast list for Sufs and being like nervous like really she made me the most nervous um and then Pippa ended up being like one of the people I got closest with um and I love her like to to death she's I mean she's gonna be in my wedding I love her so much um and she's one of my favorite people but I remember I think we were talking uh about him just about the experience of playing Eliza and she, I, she was saying uh like at the Kennedy Center when they performed their Skylar sisters she was like god this is so high why is it why are we doing it so high and they were like this is how high it was in the show she's like oh I'm like yeah it's your fault 
<laughs> it's your fault it's so high because it is really Skylar Sisters in particular is very high if you could go back and like talk to yourself before you started that journey knowing what you know now aside from like it's totally fine to hide backstage before Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to be there, but he will find you anyway. Um, and you're going to be great and you're going to be fine. Like what are thoughts, you know, you have that you might share with yourself in, in the past. Hmm. Honestly, I like the thing that comes to my mind is like, <laughs> don't, uh take better care of yourself in the way of like don't drink i i feel like i was so like lonely and the show made me so sad all the time like i would come home and just be like so bereft and it would take me hours to get out of it and so i would just like have a drink every night and it just never made it better and it took me a couple more years to figure out that like that wasn't the way to do it and I was still, I mean, I was still relatively young on that tour. Um, but I think I would have given myself more grace if I hadn't like been treating my body kind of poorly. Um, and, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I, and I, I think that the experience as painful as it was sometimes was kind of invaluable. Cause I think obviously like uh, everything we go th through is the building block that makes us who we are now. Um, but I think I could have made it a little easier on myself. And for me, meeting like this new generation, like you of extraordinary talent who I've been watching and now get to know your story is just, um, it's really satisfying and wonderful. And you, you know, if there was a role that prepared you for leading this company, I feel like Eliza is, you know, I mean, there, there, there's kind of some similarities between these two roles in some way. I mean, you're not yeah. dealing with, you know, what it is to lose a child, obviously, and, and yeah. at a, a whole other level, but there is something about carrying the weight of morality and integrity. Like, like Robin has such tremendous integrity and you, and you do that in Safs also, you know, just carry the torch for what's right without ever being obnoxious. It's a hard, it's hard. <laughs> you're just brilliant at it. You're just so, and your voice is just um, uniquely beautiful. And also, it, I always feel when I see you, like you're having a great time and it's really infectious <laughs> to be with someone who truly loves what they do. Um, it makes everyone want to be better and... Uh, show up like just show up you make people want to show up that's the word on the street people want to show up and do their best because hannah is so thank you for all of that and all that you have ahead by the way with everything going on um and i saw your post on instagram about your engagement do you know when you're getting married yeah we um we have a date august 26th I'm very excited. <laughs> it's very exciting. All right. Well, I'm going to make you share another little known fact beyond when you are getting married. Um, is there a little known fact about Hannah Cruz that you can share? I mean, <laughs> it seems like very little, but um, 
today I don't have a lot of days off coming up because um, I'm about to do double duty with stuffs and um, but on my days off like one of my favorite things to do is bake and I'm so excited today I'm making these like minty lime bars <laughs> I'm really excited about it that's like what I've looked forward to all week <laughs> so that's my little known fact well some of your cast members tomorrow may be really happy if you bring some of them in for them. <laughs> yeah, I try and yeah, yeah, share share the goodies. Hannah, what a moment. I'm meeting you at like a really incredible moment. There's this intersection of all the hard work you've done and the community seeing it and it's coming together in this incredible way. So congratulations on everything. Thank you for being on this podcast. I'm so thrilled to get to talk to you today. And I just wish you, you just all the, all the, all the, all the best with everything. Thank you. It's really an honor for me to be here to talk to you. So thank you. Clouds can make the wind blow. Bugs can make the grass grow. So there you go. These are little known facts that now you know. I have some news. Little Known Facts is now available to watch on YouTube hours and hours and hours of interviews that you can see my fabulous guests. And guess what it's called? Little Known Facts with Alana Levine. Catchy, right? Anyway, head on over to YouTube and watch the podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe. Also, if you want to donate to the podcast, zero pressure. But if you want to, no donation is too big or too small. I am so grateful for you for listening. But if you want to donate, just go to littleknownfactspodcast.com forward slash donations. Lastly, Little Known Facts is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, USA. My editor is Nicholas Clark. None of this happens without Nicholas. And the Little Known Facts theme song was composed and sung by Georgia Famusa with backup vocals by Caleb Famusa. Thank you for listening and have an amazing day.